everybody. Welcome to the podcast for this week, the Funhouse Podcast. We are filming this on January 12th, 2021. And it's a special episode today because we've got James Willems joining. As always, he always makes it special. (laughs) Golf claps. Tepid golf claps. And two wonderful guests that we love. Barbara Dunkelman and Eric Bedore. Thank you guys so much. What's gonna They're be what's gonna be my Twitter handle? What's mine? What's my joke? Probably probably just your normal name. Uh, oh, the joke is you can't see it on your white shirt. Dunk, dunk, oh, oh, Dunksman. Dunksman. It says Dunksman. Oh, Dunksman. Um but we had a, there was a point of contention before the show because Eric tried to backseat produce mm-hmm. this episode. He'll do that. I'm in the front seat. <laughs> oh, pardon me. He's, he's in the front seat. Yeah. I don't know how to drive stick. So Eric said, I'll take over. <laughs> when I learned how to drive stick, I bought a car from my friend Andrew. We drove it around a college parking lot for about half an hour. Mm-hmm. And then I paid him $1,800 for it. And then I went, all no. right, cool. See you later. And then I drove it from San Diego to Orange County right then. And I went, well, hope I don't fuck this up. And uh, I it only died once when I exited the freeway. But it, yeah. I did not crash it otherwise. And I mean, high speeds. It, yeah. it first and second gear is basically the only thing that mm-hmm. causes any Near sort of trouble. Out. That's the uh, once you're once you got your your wheels turning, you're gonna be good on the main. You put position. it in fifth, and you just fucking just gun it, just go. Yeah, a little, get the RPMs high enough. Yeah, a little '97 Hyundai Accent, just floor that thing, just see what mm-hmm. happens. You just go, you just yep. do it till it stops, yep. and then sometimes it stops and doesn't start again, and that's why I had to buy another car. So, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> if uh, you're so, watching or listening, you're not familiar. With Barbara and Eric. Barbara is the voice of Yang and Ruby, Rooster <laughs> Teeth. Just, just. <laughs> that's it. That's, she, that's all I do now. She is a queen, <laughs> a comedy queen, content queen. Uh, thank you, me, my liege. Thank you. It's great because Elise like has a plan she always has a plan but then as soon as the plan starts it's it's like if she was leading a bunch of soldiers she's like all right everyone who's ready and she's getting in their face and she gives this big Uh speech and she takes one step right onto a landmine (laughs) i just i just feel like barbara does so much like eric i'm Mm -hmm. like oh you know eric from face jam that's all he's done that's all he's done much and the other that. voice that sometimes appears in the RT podcast sometimes when yeah. we're getting off on mm-hmm. a really awful tangent, he comes and saves mm-hmm. us. And I'm but, jacked. Look at this. You guys see this? Look at that. Can jacked. you get a close up on me? Just camera on me? Look at that shit. Jacked Patillo right up in here. Bang, 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 It's lower again. You see that shit? Oh my God. WrestlingWithTheWeek.com to subscribe to Wrestling With The Week, the new podcast. You saved the promotions for the time that it is. He's taking this show. This is when everyone, this is when everyone's watching and listening. Ladies and gentlemen at home. Ladies and gentlemen at home. Thank you so much for having me inside your house. Thank you so much for welcoming me inside your home. My name is Eric Bedore. I'm a producer here at Rooster Teeth and I'm excited. I'm excited to be with you today. I'm so excited to be part of this Funhouse podcast. It's not called Dude Soup anymore. It's not what we call it. It is now called the Funhouse podcast and I'm so excited to be here today. Guys, producing a new show. It's called Wrestling with the Week. James Willems, Scorpio Sky. Thank you, Barbara. That was good. Someone note that. Uh, James Willems, Scorpio Sky. Uh, a new podcast, a uh, joint venture between us, uh, <laughs> AEW and Rooster Teeth coming together. What fun we are going to have when it premieres this coming Monday, January 18th. James, are you excited for Wrestling with the Week? So what does Barbara do? 
What doesn't she do? <laughs> the question is, what doesn't she do, James? Because she acts, oh, right. she writes. I'll she tell you what I don't do. Directed. I don't do wrestling with the week. That's the one Not show yet. that I have Not zero yet. involvement in. I've I've Not heard yet. the p- producing team might be, you know, doing a good job. Yeah, you heard right. Mm-hmm. Um, I am excited for wrestling with the week. We're gonna talk about it later, but uh, you know, you can check it out now if you, if you can't wait. Um, what I wanted to do today, though, that Eric was poo pooing, which is. We did an episode in December where we tackled some of the hard questions that ask the subreddit Ask Reddit, you know, poses to its community members, and we, and I asked them, and we had a good time. And Eric said no. I did not say no. I said, said no. You said flat out no. I said that we would not be needed. I said just let me go. Just spin me up, mm-hmm. wind me up. Let's go rock and roll, uh, pedal Eric, the metal. We can do this. Whole maybe fucking Barbara thing. could do that. Maybe Barbara couldn't do that, but she's endeared to our audience. I, well, mm. I would just say this: villain. Eric, Eric is like he's he's Rudy, right? The movie Rudy. Oh, I'm except Giuliani. Rudy. Except he's not. He's not. He's not I'm he's sweating not the and there's just black shit coming off my head. Yeah, yeah. melting. He's he's not the character. Eric's the best example I can come. Eric is the quarterback who gets sacked by Rudy at the end of the movie. Rudy. Oh no! He's like, let's go. It's like, who was that kid? He was so small. <laughs> if I could, if I could play devil's advocate here for Eric. Ooh, you must um, be on Twitter a lot. That's great. I will. I know. <laughs> what I will say is that we, me and Eric, rarely get to do stuff with you guys, get to do podcasts with you guys. So we will have tons of stuff to talk about and it will be a, a fine and dandy time regardless yeah. of the subject matter. So I will agree with that. But I do like Ask Reddit questions. Those are really fun. Thank you, Barb. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I, I've been lucky enough to be on the Rooster Teeth podcast several Same. times. And Once. it and I always admire the fact that I hop onto that show and there's zero preparation. And then it just starts. And then Gus goes, Gus, it goes, hey, welcome to the show. Get through the pleasantries. And then Gus goes, noodles, huh? And then that's the next 90 minutes. You know, yeah, it's almost like it doesn't have a producer. It does. <laughs> you don't understand. Listen, listen to me right now. Listen oh, he's taking his city right now. What I'm telling you is that the energy for that show. There's so much stuff that we talk about before that show mm-hmm. even starts. Trying to get people in this headspace of like mm-hmm. being mad at the moon. What's up with tall dogs? How come uh, a raccoon is in Gu- Gus's backyard all the so time? So mostly like, you animals. Gotta start I, I, I get it. About, yeah. like, I have a question. Stuff. I have a question. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, most most uh, animals like dogs. Horses are the same same way. When you consider their height, it's measured to like their shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. But I say, you no, know, get them to stand up on their hind legs. See how high they can actually get. That's yep. my rant. Thank you for your time. I, I concede my time to Eric. The remainder of the time, I concede to Eric. Thank you so much. I think <laughs> I have a tweet. I think I have a tweet that says, "Yeah, it says you ever see a dog that's too tall, pretty messed up, make him shorter." So. Uh, mm-hmm. that's just a draft tweet, you know, something to think How about. Tall is What's Benson? up with that? Shrink oh, tall he, is... he is not tall. Sometimes Benson look big. Sometimes he looks small. As so soon I as you put him, know. yeah, if you put him next to anything that you can recognize from the our world, then he looks small again. Yeah. I think I remember being like surprised when I first met Benson in person at how small mm-hmm. he actually was. Cause I thought of him as like a big old yeah. honker chonker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, chunk. <laughs> chunk doesn't have the honk. If he's standing next to James, he looks quite small, mm-hmm. and it's very funny. Like what we just laugh at him next to James. Oh, Barbara, you're speaking his language right now. It's true, very true. True statements. We should have Barbara on more often. 
<laughs> That's what I do on every podcast. I just suck up to the host to make sure that I could mm-hmm. come back at some point. Smart. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's very good different. Moves. Very different strategy than Eric Bedour. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just try to do what I want to do on the podcast. Yeah. When does, when does Riley Ryan Haley show up and then we start doing his bargain bin thing? He's is that he's in the edit stupid. dungeon. Oh, I thought that was um, today. We've already booked out season one. All right. <laughs> we'll put you in season three. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. You, that's what Greg Miller promised me, too. And here we are still in the situation we're in. I don't know. Uh-oh. You've shown up to the show. You've already tried to bogart the show. You've insult, mm-hmm. insulted the host's questions, mm-hmm. which aren't technically my questions, I guess. But oh. I'm going to ask one. Okay. How you do you cope them. with the fact that you failed? <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Comma Eric, which is a weird thing to have found on Ask Reddit, but yeah, it was, was there. A, <laughs> so specific. That was a question. That was a that question. wasn't really on Ask Reddit. <laughs> How do you cope with the, with failure? I guess. Uh, I I can speak to this. Ooh, cool. <laughs> I've never failed, so James, go ahead. Tell me what. It's I like. was also going to say, as someone who has never failed, but has listened to other people tell stories about their failures. Um, I actually, well, it's funny because I. Um, always listen to stuff when I walk Benson and I try and do this thing where I'll listen to entertaining audiobooks and, and or podcasts and then I'll switch over to things that I feel like are self-developmental and uh, I don't know if anyone here has ever listened to Tim Ferriss his podcast he, he he gets pretty amazing people on very like accomplished people and then basically like asks them about their process and he recently had on uh power lifter steffi cohen who again if you don't know she is one of the strongest women on the planet she is a world multi-world record holder she has like a doctorate in uh physical therapy Damn. and uh she i think she she has currently has the record she's deadlifted for like 4.4 times her body weight. Oh my god. Um oh so my she's god. she's a beast. She's she's great. I've eaten um, that. um but one of the conversation topics that they got onto with her was about failure. And she her big thing was like I love failure cuz that shows me a new thing, a new challenge that I can work to overcome. And like they had a very long discussion about how failure, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to succeed at everything. And failure shows these, especially people who like to learn and grow, failure is such an amazing opportunity to go like, ah, yes, there's more that can be done here. And it's opposed to being successful at everything you try. It's also interesting because if you think of the people who've succeeded at something in life, you've only Mm -hmm. seen their successes. You haven't seen every single time that they failed. And I think Mm -hmm. that's like, I've, I've heard people reference that all the time. Um, but I think it's important to remember of just like you're only seeing people like you're the people who you see be successful at something. They've failed at things constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. it's just something that you kind of have to go through in order to get to where you want to be. You're going yeah. to fail multiple times. And that's just like part of life. Unless you're Eric, of course. Yeah. Then you just crush <laughs> it. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. I get where that comes from of, hey, you know, everyone fails in there's success in, in, in like that continuing effort and everything like that. But it, I like, I can't think of something that I identify with less than when people go, Oh, I love failure. It's just an opportunity to do something else. It's like, that's insane. That is so wow. fucking crazy to me. Like I am not wired that way. I can't think of anything like, yeah. Oh dude, I fucked this up and it went so bad. It was tight as shit. Like, no, 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 no. I get again. it. I get 
Uh, yeah, it's like I know where that's coming from, and I understand it from like an intellectual level, but like on an emotional, like human, I'm a regular person and not someone who's uh, has like a doctorate and like world records. Uh, I just make middling podcasts for the internet. Like uh-huh. I'm not wired the same way as like these other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being able to to fail and accept it and move on with renewed like vigor is a is a skill and it's something that is is tough and you always hear about these studies where people someone who was like really exceptional as a kid things came naturally to them as they were an an adult and they kind of evened out they became it became harder for them to to not just naturally be good at something Mm. you're just describing the plot of royal tenenbaums (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, i think like elise what you just said is so I know so many people like that. I fit into that category also, and I absolutely understand it. I think that it's become a crutch for a lot of people to go, yeah, that was me. And then, but there's no, not, what's no the growth. next? Exactly. Yeah. It's just the like, yeah, man, I was in like, I was in accelerated learning in fifth grade and I was just crushing it. But then now I'm like at this job and yeah. it's like, right, right, right. You can still be that person. You just have to, you have to put in more effort than you thought you did when you were, you know, nine yeah. or whatever. You have, you now, have to now practice and, and get over the fear of, of failure Yep. and be, a, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's a, it's a learned thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also really it's hard, especially in like any sort of creative field or I guess any field in general where there's competition or people you could see and like directly associate with doing quote unquote better than you are or like being better at a skill than you are and getting discouraged immediately from even trying because you're like well I, I'm, I'm never going to get to that level or whatever it is um, and this is something that's like one of my favorite quotes of all time is that comparison is the thief of joy and constantly comparing yourself to other people what they're doing in their field or life or whatever it is mm-hmm. saying I'll never get there it's going to make you either stop trying or just feel down on yourself for even attempting to try yeah. so don't do or the that. feeling like it's too late to start now trying. Right. It's like, just just start, just do it. If well, bullshit means fake and batshit means crazy, what do the other shits of the animal kingdom mean? It's oh, a new question. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say you didn't even segue. I was gonna say I was I was talking to someone the other day, and I said I wish like I miss being twenty six and thinking I was too old to do stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm thirty four now, and I'm like, oh yeah, remember when you were like when you were just like. Pfft, I'm, t- I'm in my mid 20s. I'm too old for that. And it's like, that's hilarious. Uh, so yeah. much time back then. <laughs> I'm 34 now, too. And I try I think I try more stuff than I did yeah. then. Yep. So anyway, I think dog shit means gross. Like, it's oh, OK. Bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So dog shit means like bullshit. No, no, I think dog shit's like I just I call a lot of stuff dog shit. If something is I it's, don't like it. Yeah, if something poor, is bad. Of poor quality. It, yes, definitely. Yeah. Like immediately yeah. dog shit. Yeah. Like. Uh, what else? What else? Like is bear horse shit. Horse yeah. shit yeah. is something where someone yeah, horse like, shit is something. That's yeah. a load of horse shit. Horse, horse shit. shit feels like it's it is also false, similar to bullshit, but it is it's like offensive, like it's an attack, right? Like horse shit. When someone yeah, when someone says something to you that you know to be false, you're more likely to accuse that of being horse shit than you are to accuse it of being bullshit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. bullshit is a late night ad that says you can like, you know, get, to, you know, 10 inches to your vertical leap in six hours or something, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> I think this bullshit. question is asking what, what are unnamed shit, like bear shit? What would a bear shit Or like cat shit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, bear shit, bear shit in the wood. 
Yeah, chicken right. Because chicken shit's like scared. Scared. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. But like, what's like what's penguin like shit? Cool, yeah, like what's like a cool bird that like shits? Parachute? Falcon shit. Falcon shit. Hawk shit. Hawk shit. What's hawk shit? That's. Dude. I think that's like someone's like saying someone's cool, sh- like cool or mm-hmm. like. I, rad. Well, what if oh, I feel like it, it could be something? Something that's hawk shit could be mm-hmm. something that like any of us would think is really great, but. You know, like it means nothing to a Jeff Bezos, like something Jeff Bezos would throw out on his lawn that we would be right. like, someone's getting rid of this. This is hawk shit. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of with Barb on the hot. The It's, it's like because when I worked in Viacom, we live we, we would go to lunch at this like area called the Water Garden. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy that always showed up. He was a falconer and he always mm-hmm. looked like he was going to like he dressed like he was going to a run fair. But it was just like a Tuesday at a business park. Mm-hmm. And oh, he yeah. he have all and we we my friends and I we we would go at lunch just to like watch the falconer, and mm-hmm. then we all be like he's so cool, <laughs> like he must get so much puss. Yeah, he was hot shit. Oh man, you know what women love? A guy who handles birds. Awesome, <laughs> commands birds. <laughs> you know it is commands oh, birds. Uh, I wanted hawk shit to be a thing where it's like you like beating someone up just because I wanted I wanted to say like talk shit hawk shit. In the- <laughs> oh, oh, I like that <laughs> talk shit. Yeah. So yeah. in that case, hawk shit would be the 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 description of being beaten. Yes. Like yeah. If you that's, talk and shit, see, it you're gonna really, hawk shit. Yeah, and it like doesn't really jive, yeah, but yeah. for the rhyme, like I yeah. really want it. Like, I really hmm. want that. Gotcha. Okay. But that's just Love me, you that. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't no, think there's enough bird-related thing. Here's the thing about birds. Birds have had it too good for too long. Birds have been around, and they've been doing whatever they want, unfettered for <laughs> Unfeathered. Unfeathered. Unfeathered for eons. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> they, they fly around. They live in trees. They live on the ground sometimes. They go mm-hmm. into the water. It's all fucked up. I don't like mm-hmm. it. What are I've the, had the, enough the bird, of it. They're not doing anything to you. They're they're that that's the thing, Elise. The the fact that they are in my space, the fact no. that they can do whatever I, they want and no one can stop them. I, what am I supposed had to do about that? Awkward encounter with a bird the other day. Oh, I was not getting doing anything. I see. <laughs> I got out of my shower, and I have like windows in my bathroom, but like mm-hmm. they're higher up on the the wall, mm-hmm. so people you know outside can't see in. And there's a bird perched outside the window, and I literally like covered myself. Oh, because yeah, they're I, all eyes too. Because they're, they're all... looking straight at me. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe there's a camera in there somewhere that mm-hmm. I don't know about. In the yep. glass yeah. eye of the bird. Can I, I? Can I tell you what I don't like about birds? Yes. Other than their Please. leering eyes, mm-hmm. um, I don't like that there's such a discrepancy between their intelligence levels. Like there's like a pigeon who will fly directly into a windmill and die, and then there are crows who will use small tools to mm-hmm. pry open Paris. Ikea packages and build themselves couches to put instead I mean, of a nest, you know, like. Can't you say the same thing about humans? Like that discrepancy of intelligence? But it's not, I don't feel like it's that dramatic mm-hmm. that like there are, there are some, I mean, yes. There, I think I've proven otherwise. <laughs> there's, there's stupid people, but I feel like there's stupid people that still function within their normal. Their just decision making is real bad. But right. I think the, in, birds, the intelligence of people is a big gap, but the the intelligence of birds is like it's, gigantic. It's massive. It's yeah, massive. we're like is dogs. That not a winged creature on the flag behind you. Oh, it is. This is the Mexican American friendship flag. 
Okay. Okay. I'll allow it. I'll Thank allow it. <laughs> These two great countries to share a yeah. bond. They're mm-hmm. a friend. It's friendship. It's time for friendship. And so I think that this bird is destroying a snake, which uh-huh. is good on represents, him. That's well, great. The irony is that I think the snake represents America. In, in <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm fine with that then. That's okay. Yeah, eat away. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. Why would a kidnapper return you? <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> I think I've made that clear through the first 24 minutes of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. The bird rant really solidified it. They take um, the gag off me. The thing about birds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'll start. I think the kidnapper, I don't think there'd be any one. Re- I can think of many reasons, but I think the kidnapper, they just figure out that there are too many problems, too many health issues. Mm-hmm. Her back's <laughs> bothering her. She's got a rash. Come, where's mm. the? What even is the catalyst for the skin rash? She's poop. She won't stop pooping. She has to poop all the time. Who poops mm-hmm. that much? I just think because I don't. I just think there would be too much for them. James, do you disagree? I, at least I feel like the kidnapper would let go of you because, like, you're so like you're t- too humble to a fault. Where you'd be like, why do you want me? Like, you don't want do you me. Want these I'm not tighter? that cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you yeah. You better, would convince kidnapper. them that you had no worth. You would trick them into believing that you had no worth, and they'd say this was a waste of our time. I just think he could do better. I think mm-hmm. he could get more ransom money. Someone mm-hmm. else. James. Have you seen Eric? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the bird guy? Mm-hmm. He's never failed once in his life. No. Nope. Never once. I'm great. Mm-hmm. Take me, baby. <laughs> I yeah. think I, uh, I think I would just be like, I think they'd be like, we're done with this guy. He's like dehydrated from crying and pissing his pants like the whole time. And mm-hmm. so like, I think they would just be like, we can't keep giving him Gatorade so he can keep crying and pissing his pants. And they would just sort of like, <laughs> keep me tied up, but like toss me out the sides of like the side of a van with a Gatorade. So that way it can like last a little bit longer. But mm-hmm. I, I just like, I just don't think you're going to get anything for me to begin with, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. James Mine. hasn't said why they would return yeah. him. I was, I, I was waiting. He, he I was, just well, keeps kind of like reflecting. I, I mean, I had my answer right away, and it's mm-hmm. pretty. It seems pretty obvious to me. It's that I'm dead. <laughs> 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 so you know, <laughs> it's just a body thrown on the on the sidewalk with a bullet in its head. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so yeah, they they let they wanted to keep him. But yeah, murdered, we'll pan, underwear on, inside out. <laughs> Not because they did anything, but that's just how, unfortunately, on this particular morning, uh-huh. I did not notice the tag. I uh, feel like <laughs> I, I would get returned because, like, I'm a very sweaty person, but, like, especially under pressure and stress and being scared, I'd be, like, ten times as sweaty. And I feel mm-hmm. like I'd just be too slippery for them to, like, manage, Slight. and they'd yeah. be like, fuck this, through the ropes. Because they, they yeah. they'd have you in a rug, and then, and then as they're carrying the rug, you shoot right out. <laughs> Yep, like a slip and slide, mm-hmm. internal yeah. slip and slide. Bird watching. <laughs> and he keeps turning his body, but he can turn his head 270 degrees. So he's mm-hmm. like, oh, that bird's not looking at me, but he's looking at you. He's looking at you. The glass eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, up next, we're going to get to the bottom of what's more difficult, being dumped or dumping someone. But first, a word from one of our sponsors. The curators at Bespoke Post have done it again this winter with an all-new lineup of essential box of awesome collections to guaranteed to upgrade your life. Whether it's a showcase piece to level up your indoor hosting skills, like maybe a decanter set or cozy threads like a jacket for blustery days, Bespoke Post only sends the best stuff 
every month, no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered from styling, grooming goods, we're talking shave kits to barware, you know, nice little like glasses that you can display, cooking tools. I have a sweet knife that I always tell you guys about. It could probably cut through a shoe, but I use it to cut meat and other vegetables, etc. Though it could cut through a shoe, I think, if I wanted it to. Outdoor gear. Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. It is awesome. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. Free to sign up, and you can skip a month if uh, you're not willing to treat yourself that month. You can't, and you can cancel at any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. So get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code DUDE at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code DUDE for 20% off your first box. Thank you, Box of Awesome. So sometimes, you know, you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. and you just you say... Dump me, dump me, daddy, or or you say that's different. I'm kicking you to the. That's curb. what you say to the kidnappers. Dump me, daddy. <laughs> dump me, daddy. Dump me daddy. <laughs> Is it harder to break up with someone or to to deal with the heartbreak of being broken up? Break up with someone. Uh, <sighs> as someone who's been in both situations, breaking up with someone fucking sucks. Uh, and working up the courage to do it and not wanting to hurt the person you're with and constantly fearing and having anxiety about how what their reaction is going to be not wanting to abandon them because you know in a relationship typically you care about someone and love someone and if you're breaking up with them obviously it means there's reasons it's not working um but it's hard because when you get broken up with there's not really much you could do it and it's kind of like you you rip the band-aid in that situation whereas when you're breaking up with someone it's probably going on in your head for a long weeks time. if not months if not years you know depending on the situation so mm-hmm. barb what if the person you're breaking up with has a really mean looking bird oh then it's easy, easy. No. oh wow but what if Fucking the bird birds. does something but what it's if the a, bird's like well it's like, like an attack bird you can break up with me but he's seen everything <laughs> <laughs> this crow remembers faces and will use mm-hmm. small tools to make your life a misery yeah, that's, jam that's some hawk shit. shit. It's fucked. Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hawk shit. Fuck. I don't know. Uh, Do you guys I, agree? Do you think the same thing? I I, I agree with you, but I think that getting... I, I think there's just like... This is one of those answers where it's like... There's no... No, what you can't win. There's not like that's a good answer, and I agree because it's it's both. It's it sucks either way. It's fucking, it's tough. It's just tough, especially when you're growing up and like you don't know how to handle some of the, these situations. It's just, it, I think it could be detrimental to you as mm-hmm. you get older in like ways that like you just like don't understand the ramifications of like how this stuff can affect you and and i just like you know breaking up with someone or being broken up with i i just i don't think that there's a good like ah this is the better way it's yeah it's obviously it's always bad but i just think that it can definitely be like detrimental to you when you're young and this is i guess it depends on how sudden it is too right like if mm -hmm. If you're dumping someone, you've already like made up your mind about the situation and had time to cope with it, whereas the person who's getting dumped, it's sudden and they haven't had time to process mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. situation. So like, yeah, it's yeah. I, I'm kind of with Barb where like there's a prolonged agony that comes with with dumping someone where you're going through those motions for however long. 
mm-hmm. to, to decide. And then there's the aftermath of it and the hurtings right. that like, whereas maybe getting, you know, with getting dumped, it's like, yes, it's, it's horrible. You feel horrible, but you, it's not probably, you know, unless you're, you can't get over this heartbreak forever. Uh, yeah, it, James. It's, it's definitely an ease in, ease out kind of thing. So like if you are breaking up with someone, then you like you spend a lot of time like sitting on the couch going like, does did they not see that this isn't working? Like yeah. and like like is there a way that I can like slowly nudge them in that direction so that way they come to this this they come to this understanding that Fine I word. also have that that doesn't make me like basically like uh, abusive in this relationship like you know you don't want to go into the i'm gonna give them a reason to hate me kind of thing but like just like things to like show this person but then it, uh, ultimately it i feels like that never really is how things pan out ultimately you have to make some sort of move and be like all right no one just goes like except in romantic comedies no one goes like you're right we both realize at the same time that we're wrong for each other it's just never gonna play out that way ultimately someone yeah. and so like yeah you carry this like burden of like how do they not see and and now I have to, am I trapped in this or whatever kind of thing leading up to it and then you break up with them and I that probably for the person breaking up with the person feels like a wave of relief once it's done and it's clear that that's it's a thing and you're like okay now I can figure out what I'm going to do but for the person on the other side if they don't see this coming or they choose to ignore the signs that it's coming or whatever then they do it in reverse right so they deal with the initial shock of like, I can't believe that I'm not on the same page as this person that I thought we were on the same page of. And now I need to slowly over time come to terms with the fact that maybe that wasn't the case. So it's a weird, one's jumping into a pool and one is coming out of a hot tub on a cold night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Both sucks. Yeah. I think there's like like a not a surf song that talks about like, I think the song's popular or something and it's just like, be prepared for this person to not like you. It doesn't feel good to be rejected. And you're like, yep, mm-hmm. that's it's pretty much no one wants to be told I prefer the company of someone else. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, even even outside of a romantic relationship, even if it's a friendship or whatever, no one wants or to a be kidnapping told. return. Yeah, right. That's yeah. that's the sad mm-hmm. part. They take me and then they go, mm, we actually prefer the company of someone else. And you could go, you imagine oh, no. the, the amount of rejection you would feel if a kidnapper was like, <laughs> want you. Nah. I don't think you would ever come back from it. I I really think that if you were kidnapped, no one would. Here's the thing. No one would believe you. You would be kidnapped and then they would like let you go. And for the rest of your life, you'd be like, I was kidnapped. And then they just they said, like, no, never mind. And then, like, (laughs) let me go. That's the plot of the town. Well, that didn't happen. That would be the story that you tell people. And everyone will Mm -hmm. go, well, that's a load. That's that's a load of horse shit. Yeah. Right. Well, you go. I I fought my way out. (laughs) I slipped through the rug. Yeah, yeah, I got, I slipped free. Sure, bud, sure. I, I think like, and this might be a controversial statement, I feel like the most ideal breakup is when it's very obvious to both people involved that you are arguing a lot or you're not really seeing eye to eye on like really important subject matter in the relationship and it's clearly not working out rather than like one person being completely checked out of it, the other person still trying really hard and not really seeing necessarily that the other person is unhappy. Uh, and then all of a sudden, See, getting that. You know, I I thought off. you were gonna I thought you were gonna say the perfect version of a breakup is a Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where both of you discover <gasps> that each each one of your oh, spies spy. working for different agencies. Yeah, 
you know, then they had like super hot like yeah, but they they figured battle sex out, in the kitchen. But it, that was that's what that's what made it a movie because yeah. in real life the spies would have broken. Yeah, up. the real life mystery, yeah. Mrs. Smith, that wasn't how it <laughs> happened. I think no, the true no. story. Yeah, killing Eve is how it really would go down. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> oh right, yes, <laughs> things are different. You know, not a big deal. If you could send one fellow human to represent humanity in a meeting with aliens, who would it be and why? Oh, okay. This is somebody nobody knows. <laughs> well, here, here's, a, here's, a, here's a question of, about this question. Are we sending someone to be a representation of all humans or someone who we want like to be like, this is what humans are like? Because if we're, if we're picking someone realistically who represents all humans, you got to pick someone who's like neither good nor bad, right? Oh, I see. So, so you don't want to send forward the best of humanity. I don't know. Like, I, I already then are we it. setting the wrong example of like who we really are? Because we're not yeah. great. <laughs> Here, here's here's the thing. First impressions are very important. Uh, the way that the way that you're introduced to people, the way that people see you, uh, you don't get a second chance at a first impression, right? And so I think that what you have to do is set the bar in a weird place, and that's why I would send my friend Artur to uh, meet the aliens. Artur. <laughs> is currently living in Japan and teaching English. Before that, he mm-hmm. was in China teaching English. Before that, I think he was in South Korea. Before that, he was in Africa for a little bit teaching English. Wow. You're like, mm-hmm. wow, he speaks a lot of languages. That's very cool. He's uh, he's a crazy person. One time we went to breakfast and uh, we were I was ordering Eggs Benedict and then the waitress said, what would you like? And he said, yeah, I want it like fireworks. And that's what, that's what he ordered. He's a maniac. What did the, wait, what did she bring out? Oh no, I had to keep coaxing him until he said like pancakes. Like oh. it just it, like and then he kept he just he you was can't like order a vibe. That's it that's was. but that's Artur. That's what he does. Like that's how he operates. He would get into fights in college where people would pay him to like fight other people for like so just for like fight club money and then that's Mm -hmm. what he would do and then he would like write people's essays for them for other money and then uh he's just uh yeah hey what you have to do is you have to have a wide swat you can't just send Mm -hmm. like yeah you can't just send like oh here's ryan ryan haley's us kind of weird no you gotta send that'd be pretty cool broad you got to send mm. someone who's got, he's got languages under his belt, but he's got weird experiences. And when the aliens go, what is this? And then they meet mm-hmm. a regular person. They go, oh, this is way easier to swallow. I totally understand what this is. This is way, way, gotcha. way better. But are you worried at all that you would push, you would push the envelope too far and they may no. say, we want no part of this. We're not willing no, to share I our think, technology. I think they would see this and go, surely this cannot be all of them. Uh-huh. Surely they can't all be like this okay and then they would meet a second person and they would go oh there's Mm -hmm. a wide swath of people Mm, uh it's a cornucopia of humans and what an incredible species these people would be here's space travel i don't know what are they gonna Mm -hmm. give us guns i don't know i don't know I still feel you want to put your best foot forward. Send the best of the best. The most likable. Tom Hanks comes to mind. (gasps) Though I think... Tom Hanks is a good one. um, Mm -hmm. I would personally send Ian McKellen. Because I think he'd show up and he'd say, I can adapt. I can read these aliens and then I can adapt however I need to be. Feed off their energy. Mm -hmm. This way, friends. I'll tell you about Earth. He'll draw his performances. Oh, yeah. You know? 
the Show only problem clips. with like a Neil deGrasse Tyson is that he is so caught up in his own priorities. Yeah. Right. Like that's like sending a fan to do like an interview <laughs> for something, you know, like you don't want, you don't want uh, Samuel Jackson's biggest fan to do the Avengers interview. That's just not mm. going to, it's not going to turn out well. You need Neil someone who cares about it. Who's informed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Of aliens, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think a, as much as it sounds, I think maybe a politician, I'm going to say like an Angela Merkel or uh, what's her name? The New Zealand's prime minister, oh, Jacinda, yeah. Jacinda Ardern, I think. Um, I think someone like that, you know, who who knows how to deal diplomatically with people, but then also, you know, isn't so Sigourney Weaver. Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah. Or Jack Nicholson. There you go. <laughs> Both at the same time. <laughs> I really think I really think you guys are setting the bar too high because people that's a lot to live up to. I mean, Who's if next? it were up to Who's me, I would if it were up to me, it would be like having some sort of embarrassing family that you're trying to conceal. I think I think you try and create a scenario where the aliens never find out that they, they go, oh, man, I'm so I'm surprised you've made it this far. And with only 500,000 human beings on this planet, and that would be like, you know, that would be the motif. Everyone else is hiding in mountains and stuff. You'd have to do this whole thing, you know, sweep it under the rug kind of thing. Mm. So no Randy Quaid's. No Randy Quaid's mm. for sure, because we know what he does to aliens. <laughs> he, he conspires them up in his brain yeah <laughs> his crazy brain if you could see an invisible invisible measuring scale above people's heads what would you want the scale to measure height <laughs> <laughs> but it's only vague it only says like short medium or tall <laughs> could, you, could you see it or could everyone see it that's a great question it says invisible I mean, it, measuring scale. It says invisible, so it must just be you, right? Just you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. One's opacity. Maybe uh, like... Ha- oh, sorry, Barb, go ahead. I was going to say, like, if it's people in my life, I would say, like, measuring how many times they've talked shit about me so I could know who I want to be mm. friends I, with or not. <laughs> I was thinking, like, a like an honesty <laughs> metric of some kind, too. Like, how is this person generally an honest person? Yeah. You know, but what if what if the hot shit level? Because like the problem is mm. honesty isn't always objective, right? Like or there's the always so it'd be hard. I feel like it'd be hard to measure that. So say example, it says that I'm dishonest, but it's only because I convinced the aliens there's only five hundred thousand people on the planet, and it was right. for good. It was, it was good. a lie for good. <laughs> or telling someone that they looked great in that new shirt that they got when they really didn't. And you're just trying to make their day better. You know, is that me? Is this my new shirt? <laughs> you no know, takesy backsies. <laughs> Your shoulders look great in that shirt. Okay? Oh, thank you. <laughs> shoulders are just heart. bones. <laughs> uh, I think I know it's not necessarily a measurable thing, but this to me is is the most helpful information that would get me. Is just a bus size. It would. <laughs> is that what you're gonna say, Eric? I would just say a birth. I would just say a birthday because mm-hmm. uh, um, I'm so bad at that but also it would include mm-hmm. year so that way i get a twofer i got age also oh so oh. Be, you know when because somebody, i don't want just age i want mm-hmm. birthday when someone tells me or i find out you know oh this day is this person's birthday i mean i go to my calendar and i mm-hmm. add it their birthday to my calendar as a recurring event mm-hmm. you're a genius every year and i yeah. and i it's only something i started doing within the last year but it's already paid off in dividends 
-hmm. dividend. Are you, are you What dividends March? did you get? I'm, I'm in May. James is You're April. May. <gasps> Wait, April, what? May what? Third. What are you? May 10th. Damn, we're close. Oh, uh, Ashley Jenkins and I have the same birthday. Oh, that's cool. But we are both yeah. Taurus. Uh, oh, man, yeah. That's why we're so stubborn. <laughs> that's it. We're bullheaded. Uh-oh. <laughs> and we really like our environment to be comfortable in how we like it. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we're... We're steady, but sometimes we can get a little crazy. And Careful, guys, so I talked about astrology. Cool. I talked about astrology for like 20 minutes on the RT yeah. podcast yesterday, and I got a lot this of shit cool. for it, so be careful. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm two for two on podcasts this week where just astrology gets talked about. This is great. I, I love it. I think yeah. it's fun, mm -hmm. but astrology? people didn't like the 20-minute discussion I wonder, that we have. I think that James is going to celebrate a quarantine birthday. Mm. Uh, Eric and a, I, I'm not sure. I hope one. Barb I, doesn't. This will be my uh, yeah. second quarantine birthday. Yeah. 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 This All right. Is, I really hope we're out. Like, wow. Hey, check me out. I'm a guy on a podcast, and I say I hope we're out of the quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Wow, surprise. Mm -hmm. But Brave. I do hope that we are out of it by the time our birthdays roll around, because I would love to see people not even have a party for myself. I don't give a fuck about my birthday. I'm in my 30s. I don't give a shit. Who fucking cares? But it's a great excuse to just go to a bar or do anything. Have people over something. But like, I'm not looking for people. Oh, bring me gifts. Fuck that. Just, I'm not, I don't need any of that stuff. Just, just see just, people. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, it, just an excuse to get together to tear it apart. That's what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. I agree. No, I really hope that by April, May, mm -hmm. we're good to go. If we're yeah. still in this by July, I'm going to be real bummed out. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. When does baseball Especially start? watching yeah. other countries not be. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. God. Who knows what will happen? Oh, a scale to see if they've gotten the vaccine or not. <laughs> oh, that's such a good one. Would love that. Yeah. Yeah. I would Very love that. Good one. Uh, on that reasons. note, we're going to hear a word from a couple of our other sponsors. These days, it feels like online shopping is the only shopping that we're doing. You know what I'm saying? I know that you do. That's where today's sponsor, Honey, comes in. It's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically tests them when you're checking out. Here's how it works. You get Honey on your computer. It's two clicks. It's so easy. And then when you're checking out, it goes to over 30,000 supported sites. Honey pops up. All you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds. Honey searches for the best deal that you can get for, for coupons for that site. If Honey finds working codes, it'll apply the best one to your cart. It's great. It's easy. I can't stress enough how easy it is. It's like a little, you know, helper that you have in your browser for when you need it. You can just click it. It's uninvasive otherwise. Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over 2 billion in savings. That's a lot of money saved. It's simple. If you have a computer, Honey should be on it. And it can be. It's free and works with whatever browser you use. You can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com dude. That's joinhoney.com dude. Let them know that we sent you. Please use the code. Thanks, Honey, for supporting today's episode. If you've got multiple credit cards with debt on them, you know how stressful it can be to keep track of all those balances, due dates, website logins. Upstart is the company that makes things simple with one monthly payment in one place. It's the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. It finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans with one from $1,000 to $50,000 Roonies. You can get approved the same day and receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt's taken over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. 
Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash dudesoup. That's upstart.com slash dudesoup. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you, please. Appreciate you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash dudesoup. Thank you, Upstart. Well, welcome back to the podcast. The thank you to our sponsors. And thank you guys for answering these tough questions. Uh, hopefully they weren't too tough. <laughs> They're not. They weren't tough at all. I don't know why I keep calling them tough questions. Um, These are all softballs. Uh, But yeah, thank you. I I thought we could take some time now to talk about a podcast that's near and dear to my heart, which is whatever podcast Barbara happens to be doing at any given any given week. Could be maybe she's the RT podcast. Maybe she's a guest on someone else's brand new podcast. You can pitch it right now. Oh, Barbara, pitch the pod. Barbara, pitch that podcast. Pitch, Should pitch I actually? One? Yeah, who cares? Hey, honestly, okay. fuck it. Yeah. Barbara, straight up, pitch it. Who cares? Just do it. Yeah, this is a rough idea. We want to do like a nostalgia podcast where Ooh. we talk about like movies, TV shows, toys, food so from cozy. like our mm-hmm. childhood, um, like I, 80s I, and 90s and stuff like that. I can tell you this. I won't listen to it now, but in 20 years, I'll really love it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> nostalgia for nostalgia. Uh, mm-hmm. Because like I, I I love watching movies from my childhood, and I want to see if they really hold up. And they do. Analyze that kind of stuff, I think would be fun. So still we, working on the details, but. Love that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's such fun. a good idea. I think it's fun. I think it's just like. Let's get together and talk. Let's watch Fifel Goes West and then talk about that thing. And then, like, let's have an episode where it's just talking about. Remember Gigapets and Tamagotchis? Fuck. Let's get what? Let's buy some of those and see what that's all about. See if that's no, even something that's worth that your time again. now. I can't you know? do that uh, again. We're talking, uh, talk about the going back to breaking up with something. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the like, sorrow while also simultaneous relief I felt when I saw my Tamagotchi finally. Whoa! travel into space try evolve and fly away from me was i I, nothing has ever come close to that feeling because it was like you want to start another and i was like i do not (laughs) done what i needed to do it survived and that's all i could hope for something that 2020 made me do was feel very nostalgic all the time all Mm. the time i think it's because i felt like i was like back in high school or something because like all i did was just like stay home. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it, but there was a long period of time where I felt like I was on a summer vacation even though I went to work every day. <laughs> like even though I was working like more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that like we're all just in this recessive mode where we just want like comfort and things that feel I I rewatched a ton of movies even though I, that's something that I don't usually do. So I I love this idea. I think it's great. It's very it's very Heige? What is the the Scandinavian word for like comfort? You know, oh yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I want to look it's it up it's now. Spelled, I think it's spelled H H Y G G E, but it's like Huggy. this. You know, ha, yeah. How you you? It's mostly applies to design, but like you make your home very Huge. comfortable and cozy, and that's what this podcast feels like. It would be mm-hmm. like a warm blanket. Yeah, you do it. Yeah, because it doesn't need to be just because eighties and nineties stuff doesn't mean it has to be like loud and crazy and like Mm -hmm. look at like you know you don't need like the neon and like the beginning of Saved by the Bell to be like the whole vibe. Yeah, you can have it be whatever you want. I just Mm -hmm. think it's it's revisiting those things from that time, and I really I like that idea a lot. Yeah, I'm sure it'll also be plenty of stuff from the two thousands too, because like to me that was. I mean, I I was born in eighty nine, so the two thousands were like really when I was a kid that remembers stuff and. 
as someone with severe anxiety, I tend to go back to watch old movies and shows oh, yeah. that I already know what happens uh, yeah. mm-hmm. so, to feel some sort of comfort. Uh, so I feel like it'd be a, a pretty easy thing to slip into. I think that's I think that's smart too. Getting into like the two thousands is like that's that's the nostalgia for now, right? Everything twenty years ago is new again, and, and that makes sense. And that's good too because then you avoid most of the nineties. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but the nineties was not very good. The nineties mm. sucked. The nineties. There was um, no, no. There were a couple mm. years in the nineties that were decent, but all of the early nineties, all of the early nineties is just hangover eighties, and all of the late nineties oh, no is way. Kid Rock and Limp Biscuit, and like there's something going on. At the beginning, I mean, and if end you're of that looking decade, at oof. the music world, sure, mm-hmm. sure, but mm-hmm. I think you know, '90s '90s had some like was the last bastion of children's programming, in my opinion. Stuff mm-hmm. like Nickelodeon, I would say Nickelodeon was firing on all cylinders in like the I, early '90s with stuff oh. like Ren and Stimpy and Guts and like children's children's based programming was like king in the '90s. I yeah. disagree. I disagree and with you. I, think I would that, say. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Elise. Just just the fact that so many of those those programs from the eighties, early nineties kids programs they've tried to bring back, they've tried to replicate, you know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a testament to it. I I agree with uh the children's programming in the nineties being uh, a a step that is hard to overcome, but I definitely think that you're looking back at it with rose-colored glasses because I think the stuff that was happening in the early two thousands through the I mean, really that that whole decade it through Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, and then through internet programming, it like puts all of that other stuff to shame, especially in children's programming. I think that just because we were young at that time, it's a lot easier to look back and be like, Rocco's Modern Life. It's, I, I agree. Incredible. Oh, you're going to choose Rocco's Modern Rocco's. Life as an example of something that you don't think stands the test of time. Oh, they had wow. sex jokes all over that show. It was great. I understand. Because I would I actually, I, I, w- I would also argue that. Not, kids programming in the 90s was it, kids were king in the mm. 90s and it was great and then maybe the programming got a little bit more focused and targeted and like dialed in in the late 90s early 2000s but i also think it stopped being made by adults who were like just doing whatever they wanted which yeah, is i think they're not caught right. kids was the best thing about kids programming back then is that like everything they showed you was dangerous and corrupting Oh, I think you guys are to- Darkwing I think Duck. You guys are, I think you guys are so <gasps> off. Darkwing Duck. This. I think yeah. you guys are so Let's off. Face Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons. I, I think you look at the. I think you look at cartoons now and stuff that is coming out now, and I think now more than ever you have adults who are doing whatever they want in their own cartoon worlds and stuff that they had never because dreamed they could have done twenty it's years all ago. The, it, because it's all the adults that grew up with the shit we're talking about that yeah, were influenced. I agree, by and it. so they're pushing it further. And I just think you're looking back on things fondly. No, and it you're, exist you're, you're, it wouldn't yeah. exist now without it having been. There. I'm not I think you're comparing. I think what? you're comparing now to then, mm-hmm. which maybe mm-hmm. there's a discussion for that. But the 2000s to then, Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm sorry. I know this is going to ruffle some feathers, but there's no way to compare Backyardigans to something like Ren and Stimpy. I am all right. I am more I am a fan of this stuff in the 90s. I didn't watch I'm I'm not a fan of the stuff from the 2000s, but I really don't think that you can put the stuff from the 90s on the pedestal that you're putting it on. I really don't. Children's programming aside, I think we are the last generation that lived in both worlds of (laughs) What is this? Oh, Darkwing, Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Wow. Case closed. If you're the, when there's the trouble in the w. that lived with one foot outside in a in a uh, yes. uh, analog world and one foot in a digital world, right? Mm-hmm. Like knew both knew, and I think that's something very special. I'm really glad 
that I have that frame of reference. Mm-hmm. Um, I still t- I still sit on my phone all day. Yeah, one episode of <laughs> Dragon Ball Z a week. Think that, about that was dude. Think I watched it. it in Spanish because it was on TV back home yeah. in Spanish, but it was like so far ahead in seasons. It was like GT. It was like so far ahead in seasons. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> it, I was just watching it going like, I can't wait to figure out what's happening with Goku and the gang. Yeah. And it's you like, come no, home from, none of this makes sense. come home from Suncoast with an, with an OVA. And you're like, and you put it in, and you don't know where you're going to land. <laughs> that that hey. to me is everything that I did with pro wrestling in the 90s was... Oh, great segue. Segue. Wow, can you believe I that. did that Absol- mm-hmm. absolutely on accident? Crazy. Uh, great host. So great host. That is... Uh, that is everything that I did in the '90s. When you're talking about like programming from the '90s, everything to me was professional wrestling. That is, I mean, I went to Blockbuster and we read the tapes over and over and over and over again. And then my friend also had a stolen cable box, so we watch all the pay per views. And then we would go in the backyard. Was it the same friend? What's no, this is a different Arlo? friend. This was oh. Chris. Chris had a stolen cable box, and then we would go in his backyard and wrestle on the trampoline, and then jump off the roof and do like. I'm like, I'm going to do a frog splash. Check this out. And then like mm-hmm. severely hurt each other. But we were mm-hmm. like, you know, 14 or 15. So it was like, oh, you, you bounce right back. Fine. Yeah, exactly. So it's okay. I would watch anyway, pay-per-views because, uh, you know, with pay-per-views back then, I don't know if this is the case now, but they, they would start the pay-per-view mm-hmm. and me, a kid without that, that cable would mm-hmm. go, oh my God, it's working. It's working. And because they, they would give you the first five minutes and then they, yeah. would, and they would cut the feed and, it, mm-hmm. and it, then it'd be static. And you'd be like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, I thought I, I thought I had it. But this one I thought, time. I WrestleMania 9. They forgot WrestleMania 9 started for me and played for about 15 minutes. And I called oh. my friend and I was like, it's they didn't. They forgot. They forgot. Oh. <laughs> and then, of course, 15 what if minutes. What you went back in. in time to tell young James that you're now hosting a wrestling show? That just Am blow your I? mind. <laughs> and Eric, what if you went back and told a young Eric that you're now producing a wrestling show? I, I would say that uh, in the year 2004, I used to drive from San Diego to Los Angeles to Los Feliz to watch pro wrestling gorilla in a Jewish community center that was like just a dump down the street from my uncle's house. And I watched Scorpio Sky wrestle, who's James co-host. Wow. I watched mm-hmm. Scorpio Sky wrestle in like 2004 when he wore a mask and was oh in a God. tag team. Like I've Dude, been a fan really cool. of Scorpio. Yes. It's insane that this is happening because I've been a fan of Scorpio Sky since, I mean, for over 15 years, probably. That's um, real. Can, can you guys give us the elevator pitch of the podcast or the, James, I do mean, it. The, the staircase pitch, if you, escalator pitch, if you want. Yeah. However, James Willems and Scorpio Sky uh, get together every single week to talk about everything that just went on in the past seven days. And we're talking about uh, news stories, including why is there a rat on that subway train? A man-sized rat. <laughs> everything, everything, the highs and lows of the week. So we're going to go through it. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, Scorpio Sky is a uh, an amazing wrestler and has a ton of insight into the world of AEW, and so we're going to be touching on that. But again, it is a it's it's a podcast for people who love wrestling, who already subscribe to podcasts that recap everything and just tell you the stuff that you watched on the week bef- the programming of the week before. We're yeah. going to kind of get into more nitty gritty personal stuff and uh, and and just make it a fun podcast that. It lives in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. The so. the test episodes that we've done have been really fun. Like, mm-hmm. James and Sky didn't know each other when we started this. This is just something like, what oh, if wow. we, what if Rooster Teeth and AEW did a podcast? 
Mm-hmm. And then, then it sort of just ballooned and became this. Did we pitch it to them or did they pitch it to us? Like, how did that uh, work? I think it was Eric it. like... Eric, you pitched uh, it, I thought, right? I did. I've been working on this been working on this for like a year Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh this was some stuff that was brought to us uh, like a long time ago like hey would there be interest and then it was like yes i have an idea and then revamping the idea and moving it around i'm doing hand stuff too and um oh that's fun and then uh this became wrestling with the week that is just sky and james what what sky always says is they just get together and chop it up and i love that i love that just sort of like talking about whatever. I mean, there was an episode where we just started talking about one nine hundred nine oh nine ninety nine hundred, the WCW hotline number, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is like a crazy throwback yeah. to like to like mid nineties pro yeah. wrestling. But we also started talking about thirteen hundred dollar shoes that Sky is like. James, you mm-hmm. gotta buy some like new shoes because James is showing off his fucking road rash motorcycle crash shoes. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, and and so it's so back and forth, but then capping it off with Sky's been in a feud with Sean Spears and then talking about that and like awesome insight into what's going on there and what they're doing, talking about how Shaq's been on AEW mm-hmm. recently. Snoop Dogg was just on AEW recently. Wasn't uh, crazy about his frog splash. No offense, Snoop no, Dogg. No, he did. He Wait, fell on your feet did. first. Dude, you fell on your feet frog? first. Yeah. And you also yeah. asked them to pull you, you. They pulled him closer. Snoop Dogg was like, yeah. closer, closer. Come, like, come, come on. on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, that's the kind of stuff. AEW, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm a gigantic professional wrestling fan. I'm huge. I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. If I have one hobby, it is pro wrestling. I mean, I'm watching like, I watch like 90s Japanese women's wrestling. Like I get, I go deep on this stuff that I really, really enjoy it. And to produce a show with someone who works in pro wrestling in what I consider the best professional wrestling company on earth right now in all elite wrestling in AEW. I am thrilled to be a part of it. Um, Mm -hmm. AEW has reignited my love with pro wrestling weekly. It is fantastic. The James aspect. And also he was talking about me. Was he not James describing is, me? James is there. You know, he shows up. He's been on time <laughs> most of the time. I am. That's where Liddy is. Yeah. I, I, I'll say this. I think some of the stuff that makes this show really fun, because again, it premieres on Monday, but yeah. in preparation for it, we just recorded episodes that people will probably mm-hmm. never hear. Um, mm-hmm. You can see clips of them in like the trailers and stuff, but like it's, we recorded basically full episodes as just like a test. And I think one of the cool things about it is that, uh, Sky and I are like overall very different people. Oh yeah. Um, we're both fans of of wrestling. He also and and I a fan of his and and everything like that. But we have we're on a similar wavelength where we're everything's kind of open. The whole world is is fun and exposed. Like and and it, there's no thing that's off limits to discuss or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then we always can kind of gravitate back to this like thing that we share, which is an admiration for a entertainment sport that like, right, you know, transcends all things. So um, it is it is a really and I just want to reemphasize that it is really fun to see at the end of any given episode, like, what did we t- what did we talk about? And again, Eric, Eric is a producer on this and, it, and he does an amazing job like 
here are the bullet points, but how we get through these topics and if we even land on these topics at all, mm-hmm. it, it's it doesn't that doesn't matter. And it's and it's a shorter, punchier podcast, which I think is also really good for it, too. Yeah. Um, and it, sh- it should be a lot of fun. Also, fingers crossed, we're working with AEW really closely on this. So the prospect of having even more um, people Clubs. from from that yeah. team. Yep come and join us on the podcast. We're definitely planning on having guests and stuff like, and, and, but then also you, you know, you take someone that you see in this capacity on screen or whatever, and then you put them in a new environment and you just kind of like let them talk about expensive shoes. It's like, yeah, it's kind of fun. You know, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. He has from people who aren't typically on podcasts and stuff like that. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really fun. And sky was talking about having like over a hundred pairs of shoes. And it's like, what, like, what do you do? Where do you go? What do you do with 100 pairs of shoes? And it's like, it's do you like put a them collector on thing, display? Right? Yeah, that's what yeah, he had. Yeah. Well, I thought my favorite part is talking about it. And like some of these test episodes where he's talking about collecting these shoes is <laughs> he started getting some of the other wrestlers and stuff into collecting shoes, like the Young Bucks <laughs> and, and a few other people. So now they'll buy shoes and they'll post stuff on Instagram and tag Sky. And then Sky was talking about this going like, I just saw like Britt Baker bought like these new Air Force Ones and it just made me so jealous. I went out and bought two pairs of shoes and it's like, what the, f- like, what yeah. is, what is that? The sneakerhead culture. That? That's, That's how crazy. I am with food. That's what I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, we're talking I about McDonald's somebody, all of a sudden. Yeah. I see someone on a, I'm on a Zoom call and someone goes, I'm going to get, you know, KFC later. I'm like, I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to get KFC later. <laughs> now I have to. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you, Elisa. Same boat. That's what I do. Damn. Yeah. Did you? Barb and I are next I, level. Yeah. We, we're on a high. We should go meet the aliens. We would be a good <laughs> representation of humanity. When you guys were coming up with the title, was that just like the most annoying part of it? Because title, I don't know about you guys, titling a show oh, yeah. or a podcast is like the most I don't want to say like aggravating because it's also fun. It's just like you want to get the perfect name. Yeah. Yep. For the nostalgia show, I'd recommend Nostalgist because it's the gist <laughs> of what's nostalgic. Mm-hmm. The That's nostalgist. good. That's a good one. That's a good, That's a good one, one, one to start thinking on <laughs> it with and see where it takes you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nostal- the nostalgias. Never oh, mind. Uh, that one's it. That's it. We're done. Like Write it down. Write it down. Yeah. Um, uh, this show, we got kind of lucky with the titling where we started in like kind of an AEW direction and then went kind of like a Scorpio sky direction. And we just kind of like played with it, played with it. And then really, I think by like the second or third time we were talking about something, we landed on wrestling with the week. And, and when we said it out loud, we all just kind of went, Oh, I think that's it. I think wrestling with the week is it that like. That's like it's an all-encompassing, right? That's like an all-encompassing thing that it's it's wrestling. And, and Sky's thing here was like, I don't want this to be only wrestling fans. I want this to be, if if you watch wrestling, great, then this is something for you. But if, if you don't yeah. have anything mm-hmm. to do with pro wrestling, I don't want mm-hmm. you to think that this is a pro wrestling show. And so yeah. when, we, when we started doing the show logo and everything, that was his note. And I thought that was a great, I thought it was you a fantastic You could say, note. Uh, like, sky's the limit. Yeah, that's <gasps> that was uh I think that was one of the ones was that it? I pitched. Yeah, in that was, was in the <laughs> batch of ones that were just like, well, here's your name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the show title. I, I think Wrestling <laughs> with the Week is such a great title. 
Yeah. It's I think the logo so is I, I think the logo I, again, is awesome. I, I pushed for it to be W E A K and I would be the week <laughs> in the title. <laughs> like fails of the week. Yeah, yeah, and the image would be Sky standing over me. Um but uh, no, we what went the? we went in a different direction. Omar I, just uh, sent me Oh hang on, hang on. This is ridiculous. Oh look Omar just sent me a picture of hundred and forty pairs of shoes. That are on display at his house. Oh yeah, his Omar, wall of yeah. shoes. His Omar wall of has shoes, a ton yeah. of shoes too. Dog. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Omar's what? Great sneaker I was going to so tap him space. for some stuff for info on that too. Cause. Well, and here's the thing too is like if he still has the same storage system that he used to have, it was like containers, the clear blocks, yeah, clear. Which I yeah. have a bunch of for my maybe like twenty pairs of shoes. And I should preface this by saying that I was the kind of person that like I owned one pair of shoes until I was like twenty five years old, and then I was like, oh. I have money. I can buy other shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that I have like this many shoes now blows my mind. And I, every day I feel guilty that I live this way with my more than 10 pairs of shoes. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I, th- I think about how much th- they take up space in like my life and yeah. the, the Omar, the, the volume that he owns, like is that's crazy to me. Crazy. The thing that's annoying about collecting shoes is that there's two of them. So, like, if you like a pair of shoes, you have two of them. You don't need one, two of yeah. them if you're just using it for display. I one need of our to good start friends, collecting uh, single shoes single to save shoes. space. Or, like, pick a buddy that you guys, like, collect shoes together with. So, like, whatever he or she gets, you could, like, split oh them up. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Omar Look, said. Bender it's like, out. dude, that's so why. Yeah, we're counting the ups and downs. Yeah, because we kept... We kept poking Sky, like, hey, so do you have these on display? And he just went, I used to, and then I ran out of room, and now they're mm-hmm. all in my closet, all in my closet, under my bed, on shelves, under shelves, behind stuff. And I'm like, that's what if, Tim, what Tim if you Gettys. Only, oh, uh, what if you only stored them in those shoe pockets that you put on back of doors? <laughs> so every every door in your house had one of those shoe pockets. Sorry, James, what were you going to say? I was going to say, Tim Gettys has already a pretty great setup, but I've noticed that like he has like a shelf that goes around that like uh, screening room that he has. Mm. And I seen I seen he's put shoes up there and I'm like, that's a great design. Like, cause it's basically like having like a potted plant or whatever, you know, like, (laughs) or like art or some sort of small art or whatever. We, uh, we have a friend that her, uh, half of her body is kind of bigger than the other half. So like if she puts her hands up next to each other, like one hand is like noticeably larger than the other. Whoa. And uh, oh, wow. she's a little like off, you know, killed off centered because of it. But one of her feet is like a full size larger than the other. Oh, wow. Foot. So she has to buy like when she buys shoes, like she has to buy two pairs of, wow. the, of the. But I think there are companies now that that will do because they're trying to, um, you know, be more accessible to people. They will sell like mm-hmm. you can buy one shoe or you can buy two shoes and like Converse might be one or New Balance. I can't remember. But wow. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, of course, your selection is very limited. Right. But oh, you got to buy a two pair. That's, That's an expensive uh, expensive purchase to have like, yeah, whenever you want to buy a shoe. <laughs> a pair of shoes, you have to get two. That sucks. <laughs> what about the Nostalwarts? <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're just spitballing here. Uh-huh. Just okay, seeing. but let's lock it in. We'll what if we lock it in? Yeah, Guys, don't just in. be saying these like publicly. Someone's going to take one of them. Oh, That's sorry. true. That's it's true. Just... Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> 
There you go. Anyway, wrestlingwiththeweek.com is where you can go subscribe, or you can just go on Spotify or wherever you get podcasts. Or where do people get podcasts? Apple Podcasts, that's the thing. I use Google Podcasts. I use the Google Podcasts. So this is a good example. This is a perfect example of the show. You see Sky, who's holding up his brilliant white uh, expensive shoe, Mm -hmm. and I am holding up my white. What's going on? And I'm holding up my Xbox, so that's kind uh, of two different worlds, but colliding. Yeah, Sky doesn't play video games, so that's always weird, except he just started. He said that he was never into video games, but also mm-hmm. he was actively against them. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, Did he just it think wasn't, it was like a productivity thing or something? I, probably, but I guess we'll get more into that in the show. Yeah, but please. I, yeah. But, but then the NBA season was in question, so he bought a PlayStation 4, an NBA 2K, and he's like, it's yeah. all I do now. So it's he like, gets <laughs> basketball. He's in. We got him, yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's hooked. Well, he bought a PS5, like, just for this shit, mm-hmm. too. Like, just so he could play the new... He NBA. was able to get oh one? God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Barbara, God, he's a TV wrestler. To... He can do anything. <laughs> right. You're right. I, I am only a bystander that will listen to James record it and hear how much fun he's having and laughing and how much fun it sounds. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited and very proud for you guys and James especially, I think... You know, with with his love of wrestling, he uh, he won't get as you know emotional as Eric, but I think it's probably surreal to him too. Um, now he's gonna so cry. I can, he I can is, see it. yeah, I can Look see it. it. <laughs> he like, no, like a funny, like a cartoon rabbit. You're like the uh, New so, York subway rat man. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really happy for you guys, and yeah, check out Wrestling of the Week. Thanks so much, Barb and Eric. Thank for, you for jumping in. Oh, thanks for having us. I don't think a, a kidnapper should return any of us. Aww. I think they should, they should want us. They'd like us a lot. Just the way we are. Yeah. yeah, they should keep me kidnapped. Lock me up and then throw away the key. <laughs> oh, Ugh. no. Ew, oh, don't please. say it like Cody, that. thank you so much to our TV, Cody. And thank you all for watching and listening. We'll see you next week. Toodles. <laughs>